what really goes on inside a mastermind. I'm pulling back the curtain and giving you a sneak peek into what we actually talk about inside my mastermind containers. If you're anything like me, you're, well, a bit nosy. I mean, sure, we could call it curious. (laughs) And you'd love to know what really goes on, what conversations people are really having. Maybe you've been in a mastermind container yourself and you're just curious to know how that experience compares. Maybe you're considering investing in a mastermind support, so you'd love a behind the scenes dive into what to expect. Maybe you're planning on launching a mastermind or group container yourself in your business and you'd love some insight from someone who's been in the game for a good while now. Whatever the case, you're going to love today's episode. Before I ever joined a mastermind, I understood the power of women coming together in this way and I really craved that peer kinship. But what I didn't fully understand until I experienced it firsthand was just how game-changingly powerful the conversations would be. They legit rock my world. And while I can't, of course, give you truly epic experience of being inside of one of my masterminds, unless you want to join one, what I can do is give you a small glimpse of that magic today. So it's my intention with this show to be bringing you into higher-level conversations that give you the opportunity to elevate. So I thought, what better place to start than discussing some of the topics that have come up in the elevated conversations that my clients and I are having right now. So grab a cup of tea, my love, and settle in. This is going to be a juicy one. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Corey Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy obsessed, manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rulebook and created a new paradigm for us, one in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle, and sacrifice, ew and instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love, and I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. It's me, Cory Javid from CoryJavid.com, lifestyle entrepreneur, mentor, coach, all the things <laughs> to mothers with businesses who are ready for more, more freedom, more money, more dream life, <laughs> just more, whatever more means to you. I'm really excited for today's episode. I'm just being a bit playful with the format on the way that I'm planning and feeling inspired to do some of these episodes. I recorded the next episode that's coming out just completely off the cuff yesterday and out of order and all the things and it felt really good. It was just a conversation I felt that you and I need to have so listen out for that one. And since I decided to make some changes to the show, it's just felt very freeing and I feel like the creative juices are flowing. So I felt very inspired to give you a sneak peek into what we really talk about on mastermind calls on today's episode. So we're going to be getting into that. The reason being is one of the things that I think I said, I say I think I said, I have this thing, (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know if you're like this, if you if you create content and if you experience the same thing. Once I've created a podcast episode, I very, very rarely remember exactly what I've said in it. I'm just so in that flow state that it was kind of like a dream. And then afterwards, somebody would say, oh, you mentioned this in a podcast. I'm like, did I? Fascinating. <laughs> I didn't know that I said that. So I believe that I said that, and I, I, I know that I did because this was my intention. But one of the things that I wanted to be doing on this podcast is actually bring to you the kind of higher level conversations that are going on inside of my mastermind container. So I wanted to bring you along because there felt like a disparity between some of the topics that I was talking about, uh, more of the fundamentals of doing business as a mother and in the paradigm that we like to operate in around here, which is one that doesn't require hustle, sacrifice and overwhelm, right? Though nothing wrong with any of those topics, stand behind all of them, but I just felt like I'd exhausted many of them. But also the kind of conversations that I'm having with clients now has migrated, has moved on, and the type of containers that I currently have and I'm going to continue to provide are ones in which we are also having higher level conversations. Does this mean that somebody can't come to me in whatever capacity that they're working with me and ask me like, hey, how do I write a really good landing page? Absolutely, I'm here for that. Like a practical question, I'll always give you the energetic as well, just because, you know, it's me. But we actually are often in my groups having quite high level conversations about things or supporting one another at a kind of different and more elevated level. And so I wanted to give you a a flavor of that today. And maybe some of the questions won't at the surface seem that elevated, but then how we serve around the questions is. So I just thought it would be really fun. Um, But I'll give you a quick update what's going on over here. Give you a quick dream life update because I've been talking about my vision of success and what that means to me and how I'm manifesting my dream life. So in case you're interested and along for the journey on that. So you already know that we are in our rented house now, feeling quite settled, which is lovely. And we are off next week to go on a farm shopping trip again, which is very exciting. I think we have three or four that we're going to go and look at. And there is one that looks quite special. It's very pretty. It's very pretty. And it has the amount of land that we want, actually more. And it has all of the equestrian facilities already there pretty freaking cool but it's at an auction so we have no idea whether or not it's something we can secure we know the guide price uh but this is a great uh exercise in surrendering these things are i feel like up to some higher power to decide whether or not this place should be ours so uh so i'm excited to see the other places too i just going with an open mind i just feel like it's all one big fun experiment (laughs) i mean life should be um really enjoying just the process of this manifestation seeing where our farm ends up being what it looks like where it is all of the things we know roughly where we're hoping for it to be obviously not just just showing up and viewing anywhere but um yeah it's exciting so that's what's going on here so lots of chats around the dinner table about property and and all of the things and it just yeah it's just you know we're 
hurtling towards that next level dream life at a pace, which I'm just sharing with you to remind you that living this way never felt possible to me previously. And by this way, I don't mean as a farmer, (laughs) because that may not be your dream. And I get it. But I mean, being able to just decide this is the lifestyle we want to live. And on these terms, you know, we're not looking to do this in any kind of form of hardship. Obviously, there will be challenges and things that we have to learn and I'm sure some struggles and some capacities when it comes to like I don't know livestock and things but just being able to see a dream life and vision for us as a family and set about creating and manifesting it simple as that just feels so good I used to feel so out of power in my own life and so unable to really dictate my experience that I was having and it just feels delightful to not only be living a life right now that once just only existed in my journals and felt like this felt then like my absolute next level dream life, but then to just be like, okay, cool, let's continue. Let's experience things even more deeply. So my thing just had a bit of a lag and I just wanted to make sure that it was going to catch up with me. It did. Okay, let's get into today's conversation. I'm going to be talking about what we talk about. I'm going to be sharing with you, I should say, what we talk about on our mastermind calls. Obviously, I'm not going to give you a ton of specific details because these are very um, protected and confidential calls amongst myself and my clients. But I can give you a flavor of questions that have been asked and themes that have come up. And my thinking in sharing this is that well, there's a few things here. Is there's you might fall into one of these two camps, and maybe actually both. But until you have been in a true mastermind experience, and I'll talk about what I mean by that in just a second, my definition of that, but until you have, it's very difficult to fully understand and appreciate just how powerful they can be and, and also just understand like what's, what is the point though? What is actually happening in there? It's a little bit like being on the outside of a, of a, a boardroom and knowing that there's important things happening in that boardroom and decisions being made, but not having any access to knowing really what's happening. So maybe you're just curious. Maybe you're just nosy like me. I'm very nosy about stuff like this. So I always want to (laughs) know. I would love to know what's going on in other people's masterminds. So I'll happily share it just for the sake of curiosity shits and giggles. And maybe you've been considering joining a mastermind, maybe you've been considering joining one of my masterminds, and maybe this will be really useful conversation then to you to have that bit of insight. Obviously, me talking about it is going to be very different than actually experiencing it, but it gives you a bit of a flavor. Maybe you are in a different camp, maybe you're, or, or like I said, you could be in both, where you're considering creating some kind of group offering or mastermind container in your own business. And maybe you've been in one and you didn't like it. I've, I've definitely had people come to work with me because the experience they had in a different group container was not up to par. And they know how I roll and they'd heard, you know, the reputation of the Elevated Abundance Mastermind and or the Elevate Elite Mastermind. And so they've come to me for that. So I know that not all masterminds are created equal. Obviously, I'm biased and I think that mine rocks because, hey, I know it does. <laughs> um, and I have kick-ass clients in it. And it's, it's really, it's not just me, it's them, right? So maybe you're considering creating something similar in your business and it'd be really useful just to hear one coach and mentor's point of view. Now, what is a true mastermind experience? I think that's worth just touching on this. 
The truest mastermind experience is one where you have people, and in my case women, coming together to lend their minds to one another, to lend the benefit of their individual experience, to create a collective whole outcome that's bigger than the sum of its parts ultimately. It's having more than just like one person that you're talking to. Now, that's at its kind of most basic level. I hear things getting called masterminds often when in fact they're actually group coaching programs. For me, and I don't think it necessarily matters as such, like it's not the end of the world if there's people out there calling their thing a mastermind. I don't care what they do. (laughs) But for me, a mastermind is that meeting of minds and the opportunity to genuinely support one another, whereas group coaching tends to be more some kind of program or curriculum or modules. And then the people um, on the calls get coached by the main coach and that's it. And there might be a bit of community support and camaraderie, but it's really about being there to complete the curriculum or do the things and get individually coached, but in a group setting. So for me, that's the kind of highest level difference. But I'm going to talk about kind of at the end of this, so really the, the actual value in a mastermind though, in case it's something that you're considering doing, but also in case it's something that you're considering adding to your business. Because it's more, for me, it's not just a scalable model. There's never been the reason for me to do this. In fact, I've made some decisions not to scale it in the way that I could. (laughs) I'm scaling elsewhere in my business because I'm very protective over my masterminds and the vibe in them and the people in them. So, okay, I've lost my train of thought there. I was talking about, it's not just to scale it. Okay, I'm back. I'm back in the room. (laughs) This is what happens when you don't have an edited podcast anymore in the same way that you did before. (laughs) Some of these things come through. Uh, Human-y, eh? Uh, So, yeah, the, the thing is, is that it's about so, so much more than that for me. When I was just coaching one-to-one individually, now there is still absolutely a place for one-to-one coaching, 100%, and it really depends on the person, the client, their situation, where they're at, etc. So there absolutely is a place for that. But what I noticed is because I took a group of existing one-to-one clients and put them into a mastermind container at one point after I'd first launched um, the Elevated Abundance Mastermind, that was all new to me clients that all bar one, one had worked with me previously and then came back for that. That um, was going so well that I I realized that my one-to-one clients were missing out. And so it really is that there is something so special about women coming together. There's something so special, particularly when women come together and all at, at least to a certain extent, understand energy and mindset that's when the magic really happens. That's when women coming together in a mastermind type container creates explosive and really expansive and activating atmosphere and results in the absolute best possible way. So much bigger than me coaching each of them individually could do, regardless of how much of a badass I am as a coach. (laughs) It's just the truth. It's like pouring lighter fluid on an already great situation. So So anyway, that's my little, you know, thoughts on masterminds and I'm going to get into kind of some of the specifics about why they're powerful in case that's interesting to you, in case it's influencing any decisions you're making about your own support or support that you provide in your business. But of course, everything that I'm about to describe and everything that we're, you know, discussing today, it's all through a very Cory lens. It just is because it's mine, (laughs) right? And so how I do masterminds, it could well be different to how you would like to do a mastermind if 
you did one in your own business. And it's down to, you know, what you feel guided to do, what you think is going to be best for the people that you serve. So what I'm talking about today serves my kind of people, my ideal soul aligned clients most highly, I believe, um, but it's certainly not the way. And there's certainly not the one way to coach, one way to mentor, or one way to hold space in a container. So I just want to say that because we can get a little bit too dogmatic about things sometimes in the business space. And I'm always here for what is going to be the thing that has that perfect overlap, the Venn diagram of the overlap between what you desire and what is most aligned for you and what is of most benefit and highest service to the people that you love to serve that's what we're always going for. And maybe a mastermind isn't it? And maybe it is, and maybe it looks exactly like some of the ways I'm going to describe in here and doing some of the exact same things, maybe it looks wildly different and it's all good. (laughs) It's all gravy. So if you're nosy, if you're interested, if you're curious, then get a cup of tea, settle in. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to find this actually, I think, challenging. I'll just be honest about it because I just made some notes on the questions that have come up on calls over the last couple of weeks across both containers. So I will describe the difference between both containers in just a second, but I haven't separated them between these questions came up in this container and these questions came up over there because I don't think there's particularly merit in doing that. But what I'm going to find challenging is just talking to you about the types of conversations that we're having without then wanting to coach you on the same point <laughs> because otherwise we've got a really long episode. So I was reflecting as I was just putting together the bullet points for this because I wanted to you know, have the actual questions that have been asked that I can share with you. And I wanted to word them in such a way to protect the identity and the sensitivities and nuances of the conversation that happened, obviously. But I realized that every single one of these could very well be a really meaty and juicy podcast episode in and of itself. So this is just to give you a flavor of what we talk about, but I'm not going to actually be diving in and teaching, training, shifting, transforming, or anything around each of them. But what I have done because I thought that this would be a value is I've categorized them a little bit or grouped them lightly, I should say, because I think there are different types of questions that come up and how I like to serve and how I see my clients served best around them kind of changes. And so it gives us a little bit of a chance to have a bit of a meta conversation about these two. So just to explain, like I said, I have two mastermind containers Two, that I sometimes will have just one cohort of each. Sometimes I have multiple cohorts of one or and or the other, depending on who I have in my space, who I'm serving, because I'm very, very picky, even more so now around who is with whom. <laughs> I don't know about the grammar of this. Who is in a group with who else? The collective energy is so, so important for me in a mastermind that I would much rather have a smaller group of the right sort of, I don't mean right people, that there are no wrong people, don't misunderstand me, but the right blend of energies, people who I believe are at a similar energetic level that can support one another really effectively. And that dynamic in the group is really important to me. So this is one of the reasons why 
I don't just say, oh, well, I have exactly this number of spaces in this many cohorts and this many in these containers because I am uh, always allowing myself to you know, say a polite sorry, not now to a person if I don't feel that they're ready for a mastermind situation or make somebody wait because I think that they're going to be really well placed in a particular group and that one doesn't actually come back for renewal for a period of time. So I'm very mindful of who I place where essentially. And so it's not as straightforward as me saying, so I do have two containers, but that doesn't mean that I only have two cohorts, one in each. It depends on the season, on how much um, capacity that I want to give to this side of the business. And it also depends on who I have and who is excited, who is ready, who is renewing, who is joining this kind of thing. So I have two. I have the Elevated Abundance Mastermind. You've probably heard about that the most because for a really long time, Elevated Elite was actually a really well-kept secret (laughs) Um, just because I didn't need to, and I don't even really need to now, market that. And I don't particularly actively market it because it tends to have a very, very high renewal rate, which I'm just so grateful for. These women blow me away. I could just, okay, I'm gonna have to rein myself in because I could just wax lyrical for the next hour on how much I love these women, how obsessed I am with them and how much of an honor it is to serve them. So I'll just pull it back in. But I would literally go on holiday with these women. Like, I mean, I feel like that about pretty much everybody that I work with because I'm choosy. Like it has to be a hell yes for you and it has to be a hell yes for me. And then when those two things are true, then boom, we make the magic happen. And anyway, because of that, it's rare that actually spaces come up and I keep the, the group quite close knit because of the nature of them, the fact that a lot of them have been in there for a long time, but also it's a small, smaller container um, on purpose to help to facilitate that. Is this making sense? So I haven't really actively marketed it. So if you haven't really heard about it much before, then that would be why. And also the Elevated Abundance Mastermind does tend to then feed women up into that one as and when there might be a space. So it's not something that I talk about a ton, but I do want to talk about it just because I'm, I'm proud of the women that are in there and and the things that they do and and you know it's part of my business so the elevate elite mastermind is for women who have either worked with me for a long period of time and or are operating at now i'm going to use a financial gauge here but it's 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 about that and it isn't about that operating at or occupying the energy of which could be a two different things 10k months or beyond there is something about having a six-figure business that the types of conversations that you're having around more of the practicalities of business and where to take it next do shift and change significantly around that point it's not like you know oh first 10k month i start having different conversations not it's not necessarily that black and white but that is kind of approximately how i decide who goes where but it also has to do with the energy of a person and the kind of like level that they're playing at um, mentally almost and i don't mean like that and it's not a better worse thing ever it's just more like is somebody going to hold their own in that container are they going to be able to come at these conversations as a peer and and feel that they belong at the table around these conversations and it's you know i might think that they do but they need to know it as well so there's a few different things that go into whether or not somebody gets invited into Elevate Elite and the Elevated Abundance Mastermind. This has shifted and changed in how it's looked and how I've, I've run it over time, depending on various factors. And again, I could talk about that 
probably a whole podcast episode. But essentially, this is the place where women come together and they tend to be starting anywhere between nowadays, between the sort of 2K per month to 5K per month, but looking to make those 10 and consistent 10k months and then go beyond that but it really it's not just about the money ever with any of these things you know if you know me at all it's about how you know the women who were in there aren't just in there because they want to make the money they want to be loving the heck out of their lives like right now and every day on the way to whatever is the financial goal they want to be building their business in such a way that it lifts them up and supports them not the other way around Uh, often women come to me into that container because they've hit a certain level of success in their business and they've hit a plateau or feel like they've hit a ceiling and they've got into the exchanging time for money kind of whole hamster wheel and they're looking to kind of break free from that so these are just some of the reasons but that's the difference between the two containers so I hope that makes sense but like I said I'm going to be talking to you about questions that have come up in both containers The format of the calls, in case this is interesting, and again, this is how I run my mastermind calls, but this is not the only way to run mastermind calls. We always open with celebration. So both of the containers, we always do the same thing. We go around the group and everybody, it's mandatory, must bring at least one celebration. Now, often, because this is just how we roll in my world, often women are coming in with like two or three celebrations, which I just absolutely love and adore. And we celebrate them and share in there and witness them in their celebration. And it's a beautiful thing. And sometimes I will ask whomever is sharing to give the rest of the group a bit of insight on what was the mindset shift or the energy that fueled that celebration. So what made that happen? Not the how, not when I took these seven steps because there's different women with completely different businesses in each group. I don't only have coaches, for example, that's a misconception that I get sometimes. I have women from all different walks of life, all manner of businesses, some product physical base, bricks and mortar, service base, coaches, non-coaches, you name it. And It's really how we can all benefit from one another as women in business is if we ask the question of, and how did you think about that? Or what was your mindset around that? Or what was the shift that enabled you to do this cool new thing that you've just done? Or what was the energy? What did that feel like, that energy? How does it feel to be doing that thing? Um, These are the ways that we really, really benefit from one another. And this is fundamentally one of the biggest deals about being in a mastermind is being able to ask those questions and being able to receive those answers. That is the most expansive and elevating energetic boost you can give yourself. We get so caught up going down rabbit holes of looking if we're not careful and we're not in these kind of containers and we don't have access to these kinds of conversations. We can really find ourselves digging deep into, but how did that person make that amount of money? What kind of emails did she send? What kind of funnel does she have? What did she do on Instagram? None of that's it, (laughs) right? So, And that's the beginning of the call. We share celebrations, we celebrate one another, and then we go around the group and I give everybody who's new to one of my containers a little bit of training on how to get the most out of your investment. And one of the aspects of that is coming with a prepared ask. So having thought about what would be of most service to me, what would really help me 
move towards my desires over the next coming week how you know is there anywhere where I'm feeling blocked I won't go into all of it because you know it's a training that I deliver and we're not here for that particular aspect of the conversation but I do help coach my clients on actually how to get the most out of these calls and so that they can come and make a really effective ask that's going to be the thing that really moves the needle for them in receiving the support around it now For Elevate Elite, the way that we format that call is somebody will make their ask and then I let the rest of the ladies in the group have a turn in contributing, reflecting, offering advice or guidance, whatever comes up. And then I will round it out with coaching from me on the aspect that the person has asked the question around. Now, in some of my elevated abundance containers, it very much depends on the group whether I have it that way around or not. Or if I coach first and let the rest of the ladies contribute if they want to, but it's less kind of mandatory secondly. Now, this comes down a little bit to the experience of the women in the group, how long they've been in business, but it's more often than not down to How long has somebody been in a mastermind container so that do they feel the confidence in their own ability to offer up advice and support as the kind of like first thing that the person receives and also the dynamic and the relationships in the group. It can feel harder to do in a really meaningful way if the group are a little bit newer together. So that kind of depends. So I switch that around depending on who I have and and what I think is going to serve them most highly. But essentially that's it. We have celebrations to open and then we go around the group and everybody gets a turn on what they call outside of my masterminds hot seats. But I really don't like that phrase (laughs) because it sounds really masculine, doesn't it? Hot seat, like come in, boom, 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 give you the advice, off you go. So instead, we have, for example, a one group and and I let the groups name the hot seat themselves with something more high vibe and feminine. In one of the groups, we call it, you need like a, a cough button or something on the microphone. Just all of a sudden had a really dry throat and was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, we call it the chaise longue of support in that particular group. So that's how we roll. Let's get into some of these questions. Like I said, this is just a random sample from the last couple of weeks. If you ask me again in the next couple of weeks, it could look entirely different, but I'm going to give you just a flavor of what actually goes down. Now, the thing that I would say, of course, let's be real, sometimes we love, oftentimes someone will cry or will all cry, sometimes happy tears, sometimes, you know, there'll be just a really emotional, poignant moment. This is the beauty of this type of intimate space is that we're here for that both ways and all of it and in between. And sometimes, you know, we're going to be talking about sort of more business-based questions and more energetic and mindset-based questions. And sometimes we talk about bras and hormones and digestion and buying property abroad and (laughs) manifesting dream homes and buying cars through the business. Like we talk about all that cool shit as well. So then those are just some of the conversations that, you know, that we've had on the periphery of the actual requests in the last couple of weeks as well. Okay, so... The first category that I have are like just practical questions that just seem quite practical. Things like, how do I stop feeling like everything gets upside down and my routine goes out of the window when my kid is sick? I've answered this question more times than I can count. I'm always glad to, but this is just something that comes up for a lot for us as mothers and business owners, isn't it? And there's always going to be, I'm just never able to give an entirely 
practical answer to somebody. I will always give you the practical and then pretty much always some mindset or energy to go with it. But this one can be, it's obviously how do, you, how do we think and how do we respond to it, which is more of an energetic and mindset thing. But um, some of it comes down to practicalities of boundaries, of communication, delegation, these kinds of things. Another practical question we had recently was how do I find time for business growth now that my business is successful and therefore quite busy? So this is a really common theme if you've been there. I get it. I coach a lot around this because it can feel very tempting to be feeling like, well, I can't actually grow my business now because I'm too busy working in the business rather than on it. And it is one of those hurdles that we have to overcome as a business owner. It's a nice problem to have a business that's got to that point. It's a beautiful thing, but it is a very real experience that almost all of my clients who have been with me for a long time have been through at some point. Like, how do I actually though have sufficient feeling, not just time, but bandwidth and energy to work on my business so I can grow it to the next level? How do I basically get out from under it? And once you've done it once and you understand it, then you can create a business that always functions in that way. But often we get into that point at some at some stage. And then another practical question we've had is, what do you do if, and it is also mindset. I mean, like I said, nothing's just ever just practical. What do you do if you keep hearing something from ideal or potential clients and or witnessing the same behavior amongst them? <laughs> this comes up sometimes. So it can be all manner of things. Like I've shared on the podcast before, I had a spate, like this must be four years ago now, of hearing yes, but not yet on discovery calls, for example. And so how I had to shift my thinking, how this ended up actually being a mirror for me. Where am I feeling like yes, but not yet? Where do I not have space? So it really depends. And we talked about actually creating content in this person's instance to address this behavior that they kept witnessing, which was a behavior that isn't ultimately serving their ideal client. So it was, it's, it's a good conversation. And this is, this is the thing in a closed container. This is where you can have those conversations that don't feel like, you know, if you just chat to say a friend who doesn't have a business, they're not going to necessarily get it. If you're like, oh, I'm actually a little bit annoyed because I keep seeing this and can't they see that actually this is the thing, you know? So having people that understand the human-based response of being a bit irritated by this, but then also having people make some really sensible suggestions. Well, actually, here's how I address that with my audience or my potential clients or my, the people in this particular type of container or whatever is the thing. And here's how it worked. And here's how I thought about it. And da, 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 da. you know, this is why it's, it's nice to have have the, these kind of frank discussions and a place to have them. Um, and then the next category are seemingly practical questions that it's really about something else. This is one of my favorite things that I do <laughs> as a coach, which is that my role is manifold in a mastermind container. One is to set the tone of a space, to manage the energy. You know, I'm expecting everybody to contribute to it, but it's the ultimate, the buck stops at me. So if the energy is off in a container, I'm going to have to be the one to do something about that. So about holding the space, setting the tone, maintaining the energy of a container, but also, you know, I'm also in there coaching. And one of my favorite things is listening to a client's question or support request in a group setting and listening to the question but at the same time reading her energy and understanding what really is going on beneath the question <laughs> and I know that sometimes it's a little bit annoying because I'll be like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I hear that you want to talk about that 
here's why we're not going to though <laughs> because here's what's actually happening does this feel true and they're like oh damn it you're so right that is really what's happening and the reason why that's one of my favorite things isn't because I can be kind of slightly annoying <laughs> in that moment it's because this is one of the ways that I serve women highly and this is one of the ways that I get served highly by my coach is by having somebody point my BS out to me. If I think, oh, actually, this is the thing that I need to do, but I'm solving the wrong problem. I'm going at something practical because there's an underlying energetical mindset thing that needs addressing and I'm not seeing it. Me pointing that out or having that pointed out to me, that saves so much wasted time and effort. So many trails down the rabbit hole, so many wasted projects, things that don't work because it really wasn't the thing that you needed in the first place. This is the thing that I think probably I would imagine, and I can only imagine because I have been supported since day one in my business. So I've invested in coaching support and or a mastermind since day one, since before I started my business and still do. So I can only imagine what it must be like to try to do this unsupported, but you cannot see your blind spots. You cannot see your own BS often. You cannot see when you're trying to solve the wrong problem. And so I just think of like how much further behind I could have been if I'd gone off down all of those seemingly sensible to my logical brain or fear-based mind (laughs) rabbit holes. Anyway, so I'll give you an example. One client came saying she needed clarity on her marketing message. Now I could have helped her find clarity on her marketing message but knowing her and you know having the context of some of the conversations that we'd had and just also reading her energy and knowing the bigger picture about what's going on for her I was like yeah I know that that's feeling like that's what you need you don't need that here's why here's what you really need and obviously that's going to be different in different people's situations so I won't talk about what she needed but it just it really wasn't clarity on the marketing piece she she, she, this just wasn't wasn't what was actually happening for her similarly I had a client trying to choose a lead magnet and she had all manner of ideas around lead magnets And really what we came to was we zoomed out and went, wait a minute, why do you need a lead magnet? Remind us, because actually you've got this, this, and this that's working really well to bring you leads. What else is going on here for you that's making you feel like you need something and that what you have isn't sufficient? Like what's, what is this itch that you're trying to scratch and let's look at it so that we're using the right tool to scratch it with and the lead magnet was not it. So she stepped away from the lead magnets, right? These are the things that, It would have been really easy for her to go and, you know, she had an idea to create several lead magnets. Now, she could have done all that. They might have been great lead magnets. I'm sure they would have been because she's really good at what she does. But it really wasn't what she actually needed. And it really wasn't going to move the needle on her business. And it really wasn't sticking to her vision of what she wanted to create. So these are some of the sneaky things that come up. And this is why I love these kind of conversations that we have. And sometimes another client, another member of the group will point this out, pick up on this before me. So it's not always me. This is the beauty of when you're around women and they start to get to know you. And we all know that we've all got a thing underneath our things. Like we've, we've each of us, we're all humans. We've all got a thing that we carry around. And, and once we start to open up and allow that little bit of vulnerability to let other people see like, actually, this is my thing. This is the thing that tends to trigger me. Or this is the thing that I tend to do when I'm feeling like this. It's really, really helpful because then you've got beautiful opportunities for people to be like, hey, hear you in your question and do you think maybe that thing's happening again has how have you been on this or how have you been on that and it's just it's beautiful because it it saves so much time right and we address the real problem 
Another practical question that was actually something else going on was, is now the right time to launch a group program? Now, this could seem like a sensible question. And sometimes I will answer these things at the surface level if I feel like it's coming from the right place. And sometimes I'll ask a qualifying question or sometimes other members of the group will ask for a bit more context because they kind of, you know, are more savvy to the fact that the practical questions aren't always the thing that the person needs the answer (laughs) to. And really there was something else going on, making them feel impatient and like group program was going to solve that feeling. And so we worked on the feelings first. Now they may well decide to launch the group program, but it really isn't about that. Another group of questions that we have are the what should I do questions. Now for me, in a what should I do, I'm not gonna really tell you what I think that you should do because it's your business and actually you do know more often than not. I'm, you know, hey, if you're like, hey, do you think I should do this or this and can I just have your opinion? Occasionally I will just give you my opinion. But my job really, and the job of the group really, is to help you to arrive at your own answer and to tune into your own guidance and trust it ultimately. Um, So often, one of the things that we will do is question who's ever on the the Shares Launch of Support to help them understand their own desires or intuition or whatever. So for example, what do I do with this container that I've made now? So somebody came to us with a question. She had just wrapped up a first round of a cohort of something. She loved it, but she was like, well, what do I do with it now? And so the fact that she loved it, but she was asking that question, then sparked off, you know, the antenna went up of the other ladies in the group. They're like, well, why are you asking though? Because if you loved it, why are you not just immediately just doing it again? (laughs) There's obviously something there. Let's explore. And so she was able to tune inwards with the questioning of the group and guidance and sharing of experience and my coaching and all the things. She was able to tune into, oh, well, why am I actually asking this question? Because why doesn't it feel that straightforward? I obviously have some resistance to just going straight towards it. And actually, this person was craving some spaciousness. So I just sharing that in this instance, just to show you that sometimes the what should I do is indicative that there's a hidden desire or some intuition that we can tap into, but we're feeling like it's not available to us. Another um, example of a question that came up of a similar ilk recently was, how do I know if the contractor that I just interviewed is a good fit for the role in my business, on paper they are. <laughs> so everyone's like, well, if on paper they are, what's well, telling you that they're not? And you know, how, how asking questions to help that person sift and sort between fear and gut instinct and the existing relationship with this person and to tune into, is this the right hire and fit for my business? So do you see how sometimes these seemingly practical questions actually are giving us the indication that there's something else going on. There's either some resistance or there's some sneaky hidden desire that this person hasn't actually fully admitted to themselves or there's an opportunity for them to tune inwards. And so that is one of the the jobs of the container is to help each individual find whatever is the true thing for them next. You know, whatever is on their heart to do, whatever they're feeling guided to, we often get in the way of that. And it's really helpful to have other people to kind of point that out, reflect it to you and ask you questions that help you come back to it. Does that make sense? So the next category of question really is around asking for support with shifting a perspective, changing or thinking or upgrading or elevating an energy around something. 
you know, and we get in these groups a ton of questions around this because it's it's where a lot of the magic happens, as I'm sure you're probably just aware. If you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that that's where we really make the important changes that actually dictate our outcomes and results is when we shift our energy, shift our thinking and are able to become a match for something new, something more. So examples that I've heard over the last couple of weeks, this is a really common one. So um, it's one of the reasons why I included it is feeling crunchy around launch timelines. So you know that if you've ever done a launch before, then you may well be familiar with the mindset of it feeling like this diminishing window, this closing opportunity And if we're not careful, it can either feel like either a white knuckle ride or it can just feel like more and more oppressive pressure. And when we have that kind of tight, constrictive energy and feeling, it's really hard to manifest. It's really hard to stay open. And depending on our own styles and our own sort of other things that we have, (laughs) then we can either do typically one of two things. One, become obsessive, refreshing, looking at the numbers, all the things, or we can feel like, well, screw this, like whatever, like five days before the end of the launch, like it's fine, or (laughs) I just won't bother with it, you know, like wanting to throw out, like those are two of the typical kind of like responses that that part of us triggers in those moments. Or it can just feel like maybe I need to do more, more, more. What's the action that I need to take? But anyway, fortunately, the question I tend to get, and I say fortunate is because obviously I'm working with women who understand the energetics more than maybe your average bear, (laughs) to use a random phrase that my mum would use. I use a lot of her phrases, don't I? Is that I get the question, not what more do I need to do to make this launch happen in the way that I want, to bring in the clients in the way that I want, but I get the, hey, help me shift my thoughts around this, help me see this differently, help me feel better ultimately. And when we do that, when we are able to relax, when we're able to surrender, when we're able to tap into a higher frequency, a better, more positive vibration, then that's when those things go better, those things being launches, but also it's when we're open to all manner of other things coming to us. So And that is a frequent question. We had it recently around feeling crunchy around timelines. And it was really cool because it then sparked a conversation around time and playing with time and not seeing things as such a definitive window and like falling off the edge of a cliff at the end of a launch and seeing it more as something malleable. And rather than feeling the lack of time, experiencing the abundance of time and so we've had lots of conversations around bending time in that particular group since then which I absolutely love Um, if you want me to do a podcast episode on bending time yes you can bend time let me know it's been a while since we talked about that on the show another shift was uh, shifting thoughts and behaviors and therefore manifestations around things like people pleasing and good girl conditioning and the pressure that we receive and also put upon ourselves by you know we put it on ourselves we receive it we're conditioned around it we receive it from society particularly as women and mothers and our role and how that shows up and plays a part and impacts family life how it impacts business and how it impacts the manifestations that we're trying to call in with intentionality so that is something that we discussed recently you know, these are themes that I'm sure we've all dealt with in some capacity. And so 
bringing these to calls to be witnessed in them and to help shift and to you know ask fellow mastermind sisters like how have you dealt with this and and how it's showing up in this particular scenario in my life and business right now is just so helpful and just it's really helpful with all of these things to just know that you're not the only one thinking this way or having these fears or having those wobbles or wanting to have these desires come to fruition or having this ambition you know on both sides as one of the reasons why it's just so so transformative and expansive and helpful so those are the just a couple of the how do I shift my thinking or my energy around this type of questions and then I also have a category of questions here the am I ready question which really for me always comes with or almost always comes with the subtext of help me feel ready help me elevate into this depending on how the person's asking it some of my clients who've been with me for longer will ask it in that way of like hey I want to feel ready for this how can everybody here support me in stepping up into this energy or this mindset and occupying it and arriving at this place? And some will ask it in a more direct kind of like, hey, how do I know it's the right time for this? So for example, over the last couple of weeks we've talked about is now the right time to hire support coaches. So for a couple of my clients, they have one already has support coaches. Uh, Having support coaches in the business is something that I've done before. It is something that um, is often explored when you are at the point where you are helping people in a certain way. Now, it could be support coaches or it could be contractors doing the same thing that you're doing. So, for example, previously I had uh, a client for a lot of years who had a podcasting business and she, she brought in podcast editors. So it's kind of the same question, but slightly different, you know, contexts. And how do I know if I'm ready? So really with this, we look at things like, you know, what are your fears that are coming up around this? What are the things that the fear part of your mind is telling you about you not being ready? What would it take to be ready? Where do you need to trust yourself so that you can trust others? You know, there's lots of themes that come up in here. So that uh, am I ready piece really is an opportunity for that person to receive the support and the acknowledgement and the love that she needs to feel like yeah actually I can do this and let me step into it and also it's really helpful you know whether it's this or anything else if if you're doing something for the first time in your business and you're able to talk to other women who have done something similar it's so helpful I remember when I launched my Elevated Abundance Mastermind in the mastermind that I was in at the time with the the group that I was in there in particular like the women who were present then there was a couple who had launched masterminds about six months to or to a year prior to me and it was so good I wasn't asking them for nitty-gritty strategic tactical help in in launching but I was like what were your was your thinking what was something that you had to to shift how did you feel about this what else were you doing to be supported through it like all of these kind of questions and seeing that somebody else has done that gives you that evidence that you can hold on to that expansive evidence of okay this is possible for me too so love those kind of questions also under the uh, am i ready category we've had is now the right time to move to application forms rather than just straight up inviting people onto discovery calls so this is actually a move i've made myself not that long ago you might have noticed and it's not actually the right thing for all niches sometimes not ever and it's and sometimes it's the opposite way around it should always be application or invite only from the get go and so it's it's not a straightforward question but really there's often a reason why that person's asking it they want to feel a certain way 
about the people who they are calling in and raise the bar in a way, you know, in terms of the caliber of clients that they're getting. And again, when I use that phrase, I don't really like, I haven't found a different way to describe it, but you know what I mean. It's it's not about a client being better than another client. It's about a client being a better fit for you than another client. So, you know, so that was an interesting conversation that we had. And also we had on the uh, am I ready category, we had um, I'm feeling called to this really high price point, but fear is freaking out and telling me this and or how can I elevate into it? Or what have you done to, I think this was quite a blended question, I, I recall, what have you done to feel good about a price increase? So we talk about price increases regularly, obviously in, in my groups. And so that's always some really great support that that person receives but it's great for everybody to be reminded in that moment of oh yes and also it's a great reminder for everybody to check in on their prices and then we just have generally expansive conversations so sometimes um, and this happens more in my elevate elite group just because of where they tend to be at those women collectively are at a stage where they have less kind of day-to-day questions because they've been in business for longer on the whole I'm kind of making some generalizations here across the, the two groups but consequently they're also there yes to be supported but they might not have a specific actual request there might not be like a quote-unquote problem to solve or even an energy to shift or they might be feeling like um you know things are going so well and so often then they will bring in a kind of like, hey, let's talk about this. Let's have a really expansive or activating conversation about this. Or I want to hear what everyone's thinking about on this particular topic. And that can be just so good and so beneficial because everybody comes away feeling so high vibe and like everything is possible and I need to raise the bar for myself energetically and what else can I be, do and have? You know, it's, it's just so activating. So couple of the topics of conversation that have come up recently have been chatting around next level dream offices because uh, one of the ladies is like in her you know manifestations is designing a dream home that they're her, they're planning to build and she really wants to get in the vibe of like what is the office that I'm going to be imagining and visualizing and how can I put elements of it on my vision board and all the things so everyone around and shared like hey my my ideal next level dream office is going to be like this and it's going to have this because it's going to make me feel this way and it's just really juicy conversation also we've had women sharing you know this is the vision that I've just recently tapped into at the beginning of the year for myself my family for my business I just want everybody to hear it to hold the belief in it with me and to believe in me and just you know being witness and I'm being able to be ambitious being able to speak and communicate your desires and do so with conviction and be witnessed by a group of women who all just look back at you with just such rock-solid belief is so liberating, so empowering, and it's one of the ways in which these groups are magic, right? So we've had uh, that going on a lot recently, and then we had a really interesting conversation about gifting something significant to a child. It was actually a slightly older child, but still child nonetheless, in a way that is going to help them be an expansive experience in a way that they can contribute to the situation, but also feels like elevated and abundant without causing a sense of like spoiltness or entitlement. So we often have conversations around like, okay, what are we passing on here? How can I actually navigate this particular situation from abundance and trying to install an abundance mindset? And I know that a lot of us as parents fear (laughs) entitlement and spoiltness. We've been so 
so programmed to believe that that's the the only thing that can happen. <laughs> that's the only con- natural consequence of a child brought up in a wealthy or abundant home, right? And so we have conversations around that, but also the opportunities that we can be providing our children. Like when we have a certain situation that's coming up around money, how can we handle it in such a way that it gives a really great opportunity for my child to receive some really positive conditioning or a positive experience or an empowering feel their own sense of agency like whatever it might be and looking at you know how we might have experienced that as a child and how we might want to change that so so this is a flavor just a flavor just a soupçon if you will of some of the things that have been coming up on our calls recently i hope it's been interesting i hope it's been insightful i hope you've enjoyed this sneak peek but i promise that at the end i would just kind of pull out for you and maybe you're already getting this but a couple of points on like you know and again whether or not it's something that you're considering investing in whether or not it's something that you're considering bringing into your business or changing in your business I thought it would be useful just to kind of highlight at a very high level some of for me some of the main points of coaching and some of the main points of being in and or having a mastermind so Coaching, like I was saying, it's having somebody to be that mirror for you, to point out your BS, to see the blind spots that you're not seeing so that you're not wasting time and emotional and energetic spend on doing the wrong things or thinking unhelpful or disempowering things. Um, Having somebody that just point blank believes in you is just so uplifting. I've felt that so much from my coach, just always having her believe in me no matter what, regardless of what I say, what I do, what I dare to dream or want or where I'm at if if I'm in the middle of a wobble, just knowing that she has that rock solid belief is such a thing to kind of draw upon. Having somebody that you can ask anything, you know, somebody that knows you so well that even if you ask them anything, they know really what you need from that answer. And often a coach, if you work with a coach or mentor for a significant amount of time, they often know you like no one else does, really. Um, And that's a beautiful relationship and opportunity to have. It means that they can really see what you need and really understand what you're asking. You know, like I mentioned, well, a lot of these categories of questions is often the question under the question that's not really being asked, but is being asked energetically. And that comes with a little bit of that relationship and it only increases over time. Somebody who's been in the game, you know, been in the game and dealt with the things like let's be frank, there are unsexy things that come up as a business owner. There are difficult clients. There are problem team members who are unperforming or just go AWOL. There are cash flow issues or all manner of things come up in the course of business because that's just business, right? There will be ups and there will be some downs, there'll be some curveballs. And having a coach who's been through them and experienced them and therefore is able to hold that space for you, share the benefit of their insight and support you through that time is absolutely invaluable. I've definitely found that just having somebody you can go to in that instance, because people in the rest of your life are unlikely to fully understand in that moment what that feels like. Whereas if you have somebody who's been in a very similar situation and is able to then extend that kind of empathy and compassion to you, as well as give you the benefit of their experience. It's just so, oh, it saves so much kind of, I think, like beating yourself up. And there's all sorts of ways that you can go down a negative swirl with that one if you don't have somebody who's like, yeah, that sucks, I get it. And here's what I did, or here's how I thought about it, or here's a mistake I actually made in that situation, I'll save you from it. Like, invaluable. 
somebody that shortcuts the path to success ultimately for you. And for me, I'm going to say something else in here. For me, I have my coach for all of these reasons, for everything elevating, everything expansive, and as an insurance policy, which again doesn't sound sexy, but you know, I can do this alone. I've been doing this for long enough. I absolutely can. It's more fun, it's quicker, and it's more easeful with her. And if something happens, if I freak out, I have a mindset wobble, and of course I do because I'm human, or something unexpected happens in life or business, I've got that immediate go-to so it doesn't put a strain on my other relationships, expecting, say, my husband to understand what it's like to be holding this thing in the business. And he's not done that before, had that experience, so how could he, you know? And then the point of being in a mastermind is that you get, you know, in addition to all of that with the coaching, and there's so much more, you know, I could do a whole two-hour spiel on coaching. Obviously, I'm a fan (laughs) because I am one and I have had one for uh, over five years now. But the point of a mastermind is that you get all of that, but you also get to raise your wealth consciousness, raise your kind of vibration. You know, when you're in a certain group of people and they have their consciousness is at a certain level, that's what they see and therefore that's their experience. When you're around people who are having higher level conversations, and in fact, I've got, ooh, teaser. I've got a really exciting episode coming up soon about a triggering but ultimately very elevating piece of homework that I recently gave all of my clients in one container and I'm going to give it to you as well and I'm going to you know strongly suggest slash insist that you do it too because it it, it's going to rock your world Mm, can't wait but that came off the back of a question that was very much a more wealth conscious question being around people who expect abundance is life-changing when everyone out there is a fully paid up member of the lack club (laughs) of the scarcity club if you got people around you watching the news day in day out moaning about the economy blah 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 everything all of this you know so easy so slippery to fall to go down that slope and start buying into the mass hysteria and the collective beliefs around money if you've got a collective that you are part of who have a completely different set of beliefs around wealth and money oh my days that is one of the most valuable things that you can be a part of because it changes everything it's your safe haven it's your thing to go to and draw upon so that you can remind yourself actually i don't have to listen to that bs out there actually i don't have to be a victim of circumstances actually i don't have to hand my power over to the economy or whatever else is going on i mean game changer i had a free call recently Actually, it wasn't that recent. It was several months ago now when I was uh, did a free call giveaway and I was doing the path to profit. Remember this? So helping out a few women who won those calls or booked those calls to map out their path to six figures. And one woman, it was really interesting. She felt like 10K months were really far away. And then I said to her, well, all you would actually need to do is this, this, and this. And she was like, is that it? I was like, Yes. <laughs> And she was like, oh, how have I not noticed that before? And I said, do you know anybody who's making this kind of money? And she was like, no, literally nobody. And I said, well, and she, and, and she actually said, oh no, she preempted, I was going to say this. Um, this is why I was asking. She goes, I need to be around people who are either making this kind of money or expecting to be making this kind of money because in like, you know, 10 minutes, you've just listened to me and mapped out 
how attainable that is, but I couldn't see it. And the thing is, is she couldn't see it because she wasn't, you know, at that level of consciousness that you can achieve by being around people who are trying to raise their consciousness, trying to talk at a higher level, trying to expect a different level of abundance. And again, it's not a right or wrong thing, but it, it's an opportunity that's there. You know, the other thing is being able to ask questions of people who are just you know, have completely different viewpoints, completely different types of businesses. So valuable. I think that's kind of like an obvious thing, that richness of experience. But being able to ask the questions in the way that you want to ask them and that people just out there outside of this like online space and who aren't entrepreneurs and maybe aren't entrepreneurs and maybe not mothers as well or whatever, they just don't get, you know, people who get it, who just get it. You say like, hey, I had this happen. Do you ever have this thing where and everyone's just nodding at you going, oh, my days. Yes. And here's what I did. It's so delightful. <laughs> this is one of the reasons why I really wanted to be in a mastermind and manifested the mastermind that I did with through my coach because I just really felt that isolation from like just doing it all kind of, you know, not alone because I had my coach, but, you know, not having a group of people who got it. I really craved that. And I have to say it is a beautiful thing. It's a gift to have. But there's also something about being witnessed in your struggles or challenges and celebrated in your celebrations that is absolutely just transformational. If you don't feel like you can go somewhere and celebrate, what's the point? <laughs> you know, like if you don't have people who really fully understand, this is what I talked about, people who get it, people who understand what it took from you, energetic work or mindset work or whatever else that you did, the stretch that you made, the edge that you worked past, the comfort zone that you got out, whatever that it was, people who get it, like really get it. And they're like, oh my days, damn, you did that. Like slow applause <laughs> in the most respectful way ever. Also, if you're in a mindset wobble, we all go through them, right? All of us, doesn't matter how aware we are, doesn't matter how long we've been doing mindset work, we all have wobbles from time to time. Having a group of women who will witness you in that and not freak out with you, oh my goodness, that's so valuable. And women who will not only not freak out, but will remind you of your truth, remind you of your power, remind you of your magic, remind you of what you're here to do, and also remind you of the time that they went through the wobble recently and that you witnessed it and actually you saw from the outside so you can see their perspective and you witnessed them go through it and so you know that you'll get through it too. Such a big deal. It is the mindset wobbles that if we are not supported around them, we'll kill the business, quite frankly, and our dreams and our manifestations. If we leave all of that fear unchecked, we're not doing anything. We're not doing anything. And just that energy of expansion, having really genuinely expansive conversations, being able to go to, like one of my clients declared to the group that she's in, I want to make nine figures in business. And having a group who are like, yes, and who clap that, and who aren't like, oh my God, oh my God, like, I'm so triggered by that, you know? Actually having people who are like, yeah, let's talk about that, tell me about that, I'm so curious, why nine figures, what does that mean to you, what kind of impact does that look like to you, blah, 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 you know, those kind of conversations, it's just so game-changing. And also having not just one person, but a group of people who believe in you no matter what, 
seeing, you know, daring to speak a desire, maybe a new desire that's come to you. Maybe you're like, oh, I want to launch this thing. I've never done anything like this before. Oh, I want to charge this and it feels going to really stretch you. Oh, I want to, you know, publish a book or I want to speak on a stage or whatever is the thing that you're feeling called to, but it's really scary at the same time. And just having, you know, six pairs of eyes on a Zoom call looking back at you with absolute rock solid belief. Well, of course you're going to do that. Of course you will. And here's why we think you're you're great for that. And here's why you already have all of these things going in your favor that means that that's likely to be a success for you. Like that, that kind of belief, that kind of energy, it's literally like plugging yourself into the mains. It's the thing that fuels and skyrockets success. It really is. It's the lifeblood. Having access to that kind of energy, having that belief that you can fall back on, draw down on when yours is feeling shaky, it's everything. Because we only ever get and create what we believe we can, right? And so how our dreams are made or shattered based on how, you know, the belief system that we're bringing with us. We either can do the thing or we can't do the thing depending on whether we think we can, you know? There's a there's a quote out there that I just basically bastardized in there. Whether you think you can do a thing or you think you can't, you're right. I can't remember who that was. Was it Ford? I don't know. Somebody Google it and let me know. Okay, this episode has gone on for longer than an hour, so I'm going to get told off by my editor. I'm not really. She's beautiful and wonderful and won't tell me off, but I'm aware that it's gone on for too long. So um, let's wrap this up. I hope this has been interesting and insightful. I hope it's given you some things to think about if you've ever been thinking of investing in coaching or a mastermind or running your own. I would love to know your biggest takeaways. Let me know. Send me a DM over on Instagram. I'm at Corey Javid over there. If you think one of these questions that you heard me talk about would be an amazing podcast episode, definitely let me know over there too. And if you want to work with me in one of my epic mastermind containers, if you would love to be supported at this kind of level, then head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate, fill in an application form. Or if you have questions about joining either of my mastermind containers, send me a DM, same place, at corriejavid on Instagram. All right, my loves, do not forget, you are limitless. Bye for now. my love do we talk every tuesday if not we totally should you see each tuesday i send out a message exclusively to my besties on my email list these are pep talks hits of inspiration behind the scene peaks lessons i've learned in life business and motherhood and notes from the heart and if i say so myself <laughs> these are some gold you don't want to be missing out on head over to corriejavid.com forward slash tuesday and sign up to receive my weekly notes plus you'll be gifted my morning mindset routine designed to help you slay your day and your goals because i believe even as mothers we can have a morning mindset routine that works for us. That's corriejavid.com forward slash Tuesday.